You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three of four hours of Big Show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan at the top of the hour. Uh, Producer Patrick Dumal and Technical Director Alex Brody take over. They got the head coach of the Calgary Hitmen on today. That's fun. Mr. Steve Hamilton. Yeah. A beauty. Big fan of his. Uh, We got Ross Tucker from Westwood One, the Ross Tucker podcast, the betting podcast, a whole slew of other stuff. He'll join us at the bottom of the hour talking about the National Football League playoffs. And we're taking your text messages, 960-960, name and location. Uh, After we saw the guy with the ski goggles (laughs) sitting right behind the Flames bench last night, just crushing beers. Housing beers. Yeah. What is the uh, weirdest thing you or your friends have worn to a sporting event? 960-960 name and location. We're coming to you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. On the line right now, covers the flames for Sportsnet. We say good morning to uh, Mr. Ryan Leslie. Ryan, how are you, pal? Gentlemen, good morning. I saw that guy with the goggles yes! last night. Like, I couldn't I figure like, it out. Yeah, I couldn't either. I love beer goggles, ski yeah. goggles. <laughs> I loved it, and yeah. I think we need more of it. Yeah, he, uh, Ryan, he was ha- he was hammering those beers last night, too. Like it owed him money. Yeah. <laughs> I right. like that. Do you know what it reminded me of to an extent? When um, Brady Pat could... Steinberg? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, when Brady Kachuk was here, just housing beers. Another uh, fun instance that we saw here in the playoffs. You know what's great about that story? I, I had a chance to go to the Kachuk house uh, when we were just on this most recent trip. Um, just uh, had dinner with uh, Keith and... Uh, and uh, his wife and daughter, and just got caught up. We were reminiscing about that very same thing. Brady cruising through the aisles, Bud Lights everywhere. I picked up an endorsement out of that. Not that he was that that family in St. Louis was ever hurting for free beer, but there was something on top of that that he walked away with that came out of Budweiser as well. A little, uh, we'll just call it a sponsorship or some sort of bursary, and. Uh, that thing made him money. That guy was more popular in Calgary than Matthew at times, I think. Um, he run for mayor. What was the dumbest thing ever that Senators fans were upset that he was supporting his brother? Yeah, yeah I, I thought that was great, too. But, you know, it was funny, too, because they were walking after the Game 7 win. They were all uh, going for a bite and a beer afterwards, and it was Brady who was mobbed. Nobody even paid attention to Matthew. It was like, <laughs> That's awesome. Great. Uh, I have to ask you real quick. Uh, Hockey Day in Canada goes down on Saturday. Uh, the broadcast is like 15 hours. Ron McClain jumped on. I, I, I found this out courtesy of Ron McClain. It's coming from your hometown of Owen Sound, Ontario. Oh, right. That's nice of him to say. Yeah. Um, my family's got a pretty deep history in that town and uh, goes way back. My great-great-grandfather was mayor there. Um you know, my great grandfather, uh, JP Leslie, was uh, was heavily involved. He played a little bit at the University of Toronto in the day, and he uh, he was a, a VP of uh, some city teams there. And I've got a great picture at home of he and his uh, city championship team, and from 1913, 1914. And you can imagine wow. what it looks like, guys. Just like something that you would imagine in a you know in a Hall of Fame, like black and whites, obviously, no helmets, great hair, everybody dressed to the nines. Uh, no helmets. It it was just, it's an awesome thing. A lot of history there. I still have family in the area and I'm a little bit uh, disappointed. I couldn't be there, but obviously we have a game on the Saturday and I did go there last year with Ron and uh, 
dropping my daughter off at school. That's right. And uh, have a great day, honey. And um, <laughs> and uh, we were, we had hoped to do it. So I sat down with a bunch of people in the area and in the hockey community, and, and they own Sound Mercuries. And certainly I was there. I wrapped up high school there, boys, and we, we were lucky. Like, the, that team didn't really do a lot of winning, but I can tell you they had a lot of players there by the name of, you know, Kirk Maltby, Andrew Burnett. Mm. Scott Walker, Kevin Weeks, Jamie Store, you know, and then like Wayne Primo came in there. Uh, my good buddy Gord Dickey, like they had, they had just really good players that uh, that I still see to this day and still reminisce about and uh, reminisce with, I should say. And um, it's a it's a beautiful little place, uh, town of about twenty thousand, and and I know that they're going to do a great job of sort of highlighting all those stories and that history and showcasing a really great community. And I, I try to get back for a little bit every summer, take my kids there, and uh, and it's uh, it's just a gorgeous part of the world. Uh, I, I, had, I told Ron to try the fries at the Bay Shore because apparently they're the best fries in the O, confirm yeah. or deny, yeah. Ryan Leslie. Yeah, uh, I've, I've heard that. They weren't good when I was there, boys. It was very, uh, <laughs> it was very, it was a different time, I must say. Yeah. Um, two more you questions. Know, they didn't even have seats. It was just benching on the one side of the rink when I was there. No You're like way. on a bench up against the wall. Now that they've uh, the Harry Lumley Bayshore Arena is uh, is uh, much different than when I was there, but it's you know it's still it, you know there's a lot of guys who've gone through there. A lot you know Suzuki. We go on and on. I won't bother you, but Bennington. Tune in you'll hear all the names. Yeah, Mark Jordano for crying out loud. Yeah, like um, I I I I told this story on the air. Uh, my best friend, his parents live there. They retired. They live in Kemble, which is right next to Owen Sound. So sure. I spend a lot of time in Owen Sound every summer. I'm there, you know, for a few days golfing there at Legacy Ridge, doing all that stuff. Uh, Ryan Leslie, I have to ask you: Have you ever been to the Harb? which is the place to go in downtown Owen Sound. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, I, you and know have you ever been day, north to Smugglers? That's what I really want to ask you. I knew you were going, um, <laughs> but I knew where it was. And, okay. Uh, you know, it's interesting because there there's that place, which I cannot believe the doors are still open. If they are to this day, I don't know. Um, well, but are. across the street, there was another place called Brothers, and that's where – that's where most of us uh, hung out. It was sort of the, you know, the highbrow dump that mm. is now a parking lot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a parking lot, and uh, with it went all those memories flattened. But it was, it was something. And it's interesting because I, when I finished up high school, I was transferred up there to go play basketball, and I was living with my grandfather, and it was great. And we lived just up the hill, literally up the hill. So, me and all my buddies would just stroll down there and. What could go wrong? Yeah, what could go wrong? Everything. Uh, yeah, uh, Ryan Leslie uh, from Sportsnet joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet nine sixty, the fan. Uh, Ryan, how would you sum up the first period of that game between the Flames and Avs last night? Well, I, you know, I, I obviously turned to the players on that, and that's what we asked them, and they just said, you know, that's where it gets away. They are still looking for their first sixty minutes of the season. That, to me, is a little alarming. I don't know about for you guys, but you're playing this many games, what are we, 46 games or something, and you still have 60 minutes, and that is where you might be happy with the second and third. You might not, depending on, on how you saw that game. But I don't think anybody would agree that that team looked overly at that game. Um, this was a obviously a championship uh, avalanche team, but 
obviously a depleted championship avalanche team. So there's a lot you can point at, but I think in the end of the day, the players are mad because they weren't prepared the way they felt they needed to be. And that's what they echoed last night afterwards. So I, uh, I defer to them and, and their analysis on that because they know, and they, boy, do they ever know when, and they're saying it a little bit more openly now. We weren't prepared. We didn't play 60. You know, this thing got away. And, and it's a little bit uh, alarming to them that they haven't uh, played 60 minutes yet. So, And, and the other thing that really stood out to me, um, and I, I don't think it's crazy. I think it's just when Daryl Sutter said, we're just not in that class. Now, that's not that crazy of a statement, but it's it's interesting to hear it actually be said because – you know, a guy like Tyler Toffoli has been in that championship class in the past, and he knows that it's going to take more if they're going to get there. And Daryl was pretty blunt about it. Very matter of fact, very, look, they're just champs. They're, what is 13 guys or whatever it is that they had won that Stanley Cup? And certainly Calgary has Stanley Cup players in it, but uh, they haven't all won it together. So um, to get to that class, there's got to be a lot more, including 60-minute games and better starts. Yeah, and I found it kind of surprising to see the back and forth between Daryl Sutter, some of the players. It's been one of those things that as the season has gone on, you wonder when there's going to be moments where the team does feel comfortable throughout the entire course of the game. And how long, like, I wonder, is it still guys getting used to the system and all of that type of thing? Or is there something different that needs to kind of be changed up from the top? Uh, to have maybe a little bit more of a, a style that works to some of the players' strengths. Would that make yeah. sense? Yeah, no, I, 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 I know exactly what you're saying, and I bet it's a combination of a number of things. I don't know as though any more guys we can say getting used to the system. Yeah. I don't know about that. But otherwise, I'm with you because you, and again, I'll just throw it against the wall. I have no answers for it. I'm you know, just watching it like everybody else, but in the conversations you have and the eye test and everything else. I mean, okay. Are, are you getting the most out of each player? Uh, is it a matter of them being good enough? Is it a matter about them being prepared enough? Whose job is it to make sure they're prepared? Certainly it comes from within, mm-hmm. but certainly it comes from the messaging. And I know Nikita Zadorov said, you know, the one thing about preparation, he said it was Daryl Sutter who really helped him understand the true power of preparation, be it routine, be it whatever it is from stretching, the steam, uh, the mental focus, you name it. Uh, it was him because he said early on in his career, he'd just bounce out of bed, go play hockey, and he didn't think he was a very good pro. Uh, but that's changed. And so whether or not that's buying, whether or not, I, I'm pretty sure this is, a, this is a group that understands preparation, but yet we still hear that word. So where does preparation fall? Well, I'm, I think it kind of falls on everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're getting the most out of everybody, you get them to buy in, um, they want to be there, all these different things, um, and, and just down to execution and discipline, all these things. And again, I'm no coach, I'm no player. I just, I just hear what all parties say and apply it to what we're watching, and, and you just have to think that, that uh, those things sort of seem like it, it can kind of be spread around a little bit. I saw it on the text line a few times today, and I don't necessarily agree, but uh, some people saying this team needs a captain, and that would kind of be the buffer zone between. But when I look at them, I say, look at all the veterans on this team. Like, uh, as much as nobody wears a letter, there's a handful of guys in that room that I feel could, and I don't know if that's something that could ch- that would change any of the results that we're seeing here. Like, they've got veteran guys. It's just about getting everything on the right page and getting everything moving together in the, in the same direction. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily uh 
disagree with you, Maddie, in that uh, you slap a letter on a guy who's already in that room. Okay, now jump on board, boys. Yeah. Finally, somebody's wearing a letter, and we can. I mean, I'm kind of with that organic thing. I don't know if I point to it, just knowing the dynamic. I understand the theory of it. Believe me, I don't want to get lit up on the text line. I, I do understand the, uh, the theory and the thought behind it. Um, but knowing the dynamic of the players as I do and knowing um, the way that there is a leadership group, and there's maybe not one person who at today, and I'm not saying that somebody in that room, you know, in, in that existing room going forward, couldn't earn it next season or anything. But right now, I'm not so sure that's the issue. I, I just, you know, I think they've got to they've got to figure this thing out by execution. I think they've got to figure this thing out by, um, you know, playing not only for one another because that sounds a little too Hollywood. Oh, play for one another. But I, I think they've just got to kind of play in a way where they rely on one another. And I think that's common. That part, I think, and. I don't think the sky's necessarily falling. You know, we we're two days ago we were talking about other things. I could have got eight of a possible ten on the road. So yeah. I think these guys just got to kind of be consistent, execute. And obviously, you hear the word preparation, and maybe just kind of block out when things do uh, go bump in the night, and get right back to work because that I think they do, and that's the part of pro sports forgetting it. And that's the that's the point of this long schedule is that you've got a chance to make hey. It was interesting to hear. Jared Bednar last night, or yet, sorry, uh, yesterday morning, talking about maybe a little bit in contrast with what his players were saying. They sort of felt like Randon told me, oh, it sort of feels like the playoffs start now for us. We got to dig out. We got to get going. We're injured. But it was Bednar who said, ah, hold on. There's still lots of time here. And uh, we're still in striking position. And this is a team that has been beat up, but yet they know because they've been there. It's why they call it a series, or it's why they call it a regular season, or it's, mm-hmm. you know, why they call it a playoff uh, stretch drive, or whatever uh, you're talking about. As long as you know that there's still time, um, then you got to believe it. And I think Calgary probably feels the very same. Like there's still time, but from the outside, you're looking at it like, okay, when when do you start to find that consistency, string it all together, and feel good? long-term about it because there's still those lingering thoughts of a seven-game losing skid or a five-game losing skid. Is it going to happen there? Time's going to tell, but this team needs to uh, get on a roll, a real roll, and uh, and not let multiple losses uh, pile up. Uh, Ryan, I know when, when I do my Inside the Line show on Sundays, uh, sometimes we talk about look-ahead spots. Um, the Flames play uh, the Lightning, obviously big-time team at a conference team won two of the last three Stanley Cups. But Monday, Johnny Goudreau's coming back with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> I, I'd imagine... I'm going to I'm gonna hazard a guess here to say there's going to be a little juice in the building on yeah, Monday little night. Yeah, a little juice. Johnny a little juice. Yeah, what are you anticipating what Monday's going to feel and sound like down at the Dome? Ah, uh, boy... Uh, I think there's going to be some booze. I think there's going to be some booze. I think there's going to be um, some people who are excited to see him because some time has passed. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, anticipation. Um, I think it's going to be a very interesting night, a chance for some people to say goodbye in a good way, maybe a not so good way. But I think they got to, I think enough time has passed boys. And I don't know if you feel the same way or not, but, I think there might also be a, boy, we missed this guy. You know, he was a game breaker. Like the anger may have 
subsided a touch. Mm. Again, could be wrong. Um, but it feels as though, oof, man. It, or maybe it hurts even more because they miss them that much, mm. and they'd love to have a game-breaker with all-world speed and skill like that. Um, he was a difference maker, and uh, Flames fans know that. And if they're angry, I understand. If they're disappointed, I understand. But if they just kind of miss him and want to, you know, give him the applause that uh, he probably deserved. Did he Did he ultimately walk away? Yeah, he did. And he knows that. And, you know, I think his time in Calgary should be remembered anyhow for just how electric he was. But I think it will also be remembered for how he left him. So, um, great, like a great relationship that ended too soon. Jilted lovers in the night. We'll mm. see how it plays out. What do you think the video tribute is going to feel like? Uh, boy, that's a good, you know, I hope it's tasteful and, and classy <laughs> in the stands and that kind of thing. I hope it's not an opportunity for people to lose their minds. Uh, you know, I just want to get through the show here, guys. That's all I care about is good TV. So yeah. maybe, you know, maybe. Maybe What's... I pray for chaos. I don't know. I just want right. something to talk about. But we're uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna try and catch up with John. Um, um, you know, prior to that game, and, and get some some emotion out of him, and and we'll see how it all goes. We've been in touch a little bit, so we'll see it, how it all plays out. But uh, yeah, I don't. The crystal ball is coming up with a big question mark because I think mm-hmm. everybody listening and watching has got a different uh, opinion to some degree. There's probably a lot of people who are on the same page one way or the other, but I think everybody's weighing in a little bit differently. Ryan, I just wanted to get your thought on this, and it's not necessarily something that's breaking a lot of headlines, but we did see uh, South Dakota's own Walker Dewar score his first NHL goal on the road trip, mm-hmm. and his family was there. Somehow they managed to get tickets, even though Eric Francis was in the building. But uh, just a thought on uh, Walker Dewar getting to score in front of his family and uh, – them all being there to enjoy, as I'm sure you got a chance to catch up with them. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, you know, nobody had obviously ever been to the NHL from South Dakota knowing that his billets, his brothers, fiance, his parents, all these fine folks were making the trip. So, you know, I love the family aspect of it. I bumped into his brother and uh, his sister-in-law uh, before the game. That was kind of neat to see them going through it. And then to see uh, the way he scored was just so cool because that's a goal right like you'll never have to <laughs> embellish your first goal and that's what we talked about he and i in the first intermission like that was a really great goal and to do it in front of those folks it's storybook really and um and, you know he was getting opportunities and creating chances and yeah it was just a a really neat story on a night uh, in st louis when they needed it so you know um <laughs> I don't know how you write it any better than that. You hope it keeps going for a guy like that who's been called up. I know a lot of people want to see Peltier get the same opportunity, um, and I, I hope it's coming. But for a guy like Walker Dewar, he made the most of his opportunity. Certainly he has a couple of times, and, and on that night he uh, he made a little history for his hometown, well, his home state. Ryan Leslie uh, from Sportsnet. Uh, Ryan, enjoy these next two games. Should be super fun. Thanks for this, pal. Thanks for having me, boys. Uh, there's Ryan Leslie brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Come in and enjoy hockey and football game day specials at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Pickup and delivery also available at Atlas Pizza, 403-248-3344. Straight ahead, Ross Tucker from Westwood One, the Ross Tucker Podcast, the Ross Tucker Betting Podcast, CBS Sports. Tee up what many consider the best weekend of football, the divisional round 
of the National Football League playoffs. We'll do that. We'll wrap up the show with some of your text messages here. Uh, after the dude with the ski goggles sitting behind the Flames bench last night, what's the weirdest thing you've done or somebody you've done or somebody you've been with at a sporting event? What's some of the weird things you've done or worn? We'll get to some of those texts to wrap up the show. I'm sure uh, more Big Show can do it at 9 o'clock too. Oh, yeah. With Patty Dumont and Alex Brody. Oh, it's yeah. the Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. We got some housekeeping to do before we hand it over to more big show with Patrick and Alex. Um, Noah, the intern has got to give us his Australian open update. Australian open. And the text line nine sixty nine sixty. Uh fresh off the guy wearing ski goggles right behind the flames bench, crushing beers um, last night. What's the weirdest thing you or somebody you've been with at a sporting event has rocked nine sixty nine sixty name and location. There Good are some, there. there are some banger texts coming in. Uh, but right now, uh, it's they call it the best weekend of football for the entire year. And who else to talk to? Ross Tucker, NFL analyst, Westwood One, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Ross, good morning. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you guys doing? We're good. Um, we had a conversation about arena fries yesterday, Ross. Is fries at a football stadium a thing down south? Very much so. Okay. Yeah, it's actually... Um... It's a really big, where I live in Pennsylvania, it's a really big high school thing. Like, there are people that, like where my wife's from, there are people that go to the high school football games to get the fries. <laughs> they're, they're like fresh-cut fries that people really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part of why some people go to high school football games. I have kind of a weird take on that. <laughs> I think fries are a little overrated. Ooh, I mean, okay. I like fries. Yeah, I eat the crap out of fries. Yeah, but I don't like love fries. I don't like crave fries. I mean, that's not like if I'm going to like Chick Fil A, I'll get the waffle fries and I'll like them, but it's a distant force behind the hand spun cookies and cream milkshake, or the chicken sandwich, or even chicken nuggets. Like, it's, it's last out of those. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I'll eat all of them. But that's not what I'm really going to Chick-fil-A for or really looking for. Um, I talked about it yesterday. Or have you ever had vinegar with your fries? Because that's like a Canadian-English thing. Because I've, I've, Americans go, well, why do you want vinegar on your fries? What are you cleaning? Are you a vinegar on the fries or just strictly ketchup? I'm not – well, I'm neither, actually. I'm Ooh. not a big ketchup fan. I actually like mustard on my fries. Mm. Wow. And uh, okay. I, I know that's unusual, but I'm a big mustard guy. Yep. I just think mustard is delicious. Uh, vinegar on fries is absolutely a thing in the States, yeah. I mean, really? a lot of people do that, and I think actually some of the high school football games, they do that. Mm. I've tried it. I don't despise it, but I wouldn't prefer it either. Okay. Ross, you mentioned Chick-fil-A. Which fast food joint has the best fries? Probably is Chick-fil-A. Wow. Mm. That's tough up here. I mean, it probably is. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about it, and I like the waffle fries. I don't know. Like, to me right now, all the other ones at, like, McDonald's or Wendy's or Burger King or whatever, they all kind of run together. 
I like the waffle fries <laughs> at Chick-fil-A. Now, maybe that because in part, I'll go, I, I'll go ahead and I'll say, you know what? I'll put the fries in some honey mustard sauce or some Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. Or some barbecue sauce. So that's I think that's part of the reason yep. why Chick-fil-A has a leg up. But I just like I like the waffle fry. I like the concept of it. Yep. I like that it's like thicker and wider as opposed to just like the shoestring type. Mm. I like it. Uh, my girlfriend loves the zesty sauce at Burger King with her French fries. She lives for that, uh, Ross. You know definitely. what? I, honestly, mm. I don't go to those places that much. I would like to sit down yep. and have someone lay out fries from like Burger King's, Wendy's, McDonald's. And first of all, I eat them all, and then I rank them. <laughs> and then you tell me afterwards yeah. which one's which. Okay. Like in my mind right now, they're all the same. I believe your girlfriend, but in my mind, they're all the same. Okay. Uh, Ross, like, there's so many things we need you to come to Calgary for <laughs> that we can experiment with. Like fries, craft beers, you go into a Flames game. There's just so many. You have to make it in your calendar one day to make it to the beautiful city. Listen, of- if, you guys, if you guys pay for it, how far <laughs> are you guys from a good ski resort? Hey, how far are you guys from a good ski resort? 45 minutes. To where? Sunshine. All right. If you guys pay for it, all expenses paid. Okay. I yeah. will come up. Yeah. I will sample fries. Yeah. I will go to a Flames game. Okay. Do a meet and greet with your listeners before the Flames game, drinking IPAs. Yeah. And then I'll ski the next day, and it'll be epic. Okay. That sounds awesome for you, Ross. <laughs> I don't blame you. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Again, we can. I guess we could try. I don't. If somebody wants to sponsor it, we, yeah, we got it out there. Sponsors, now. come on, let's okay. make it happen. Let's do get it. Sunshine in to sponsor it. Get the flames. Yeah, get, uh, that beer place you were telling me about. Get Wild Rose Brewery. Yep. yep, yep, yep. There you go. Okay, we'll get it done. But do, does it have to be first class accommodations, or you're okay flying economy? I'm okay flying economy. All right, yeah. you're a big dude. I'm just I'm okay asking. Yeah, like you're just. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not some. I, I'm not fancy. Okay. Now, like when you say not fancy, could you sleep on my couch, or do we need to put you in a hotel? Um, <laughs> couch is probably not okay. <laughs> okay. Now, well, it depends on how many beers are you paying for me to have. <laughs> That's the question. So it doesn't matter at some the end. Give and take here. Okay. Yeah. I, I we, like it. We can make this work. Um. Ross, I know they, they call this weekend the best weekend of football of the year. Do you buy into that theory? Yes, I do. Yeah, I mean, it, there's only eight teams left. There's two games Saturday, two games Sunday. All the best teams are playing. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that there's four standalone games we can all watch. Ross, uh, the first game is going to be the Chiefs and the Jags. I think the Jags are, are just happy to be here playing with some house money. But do you think that they're going to be able to keep it close in this game? The spread's at minus nine for the Chiefs last check. So it's a pretty significant number. How are you viewing this uh, Jacksonville KC game down at Arrowhead? Um, I think this is the one game where I would really be surprised if, uh, if, the, if the Jags pulled it off. I mean, that would be a, a pretty epic upset, right? 
the Chiefs are so battle-tested. They're so playoff season. The last game they played, they looked awesome. Um, they did a terrific, terrific job against the Raiders. I called that game. They're playing at home. They're fresh. Yeah, I, I just – it feels like I'm surprised the Jags came back against the Chargers. I, I thought yeah. the Chargers would win that game. It just felt like the Jags had won their Super Bowl just by winning the division the week before. And I know they're playing with house money or whatever, but I don't see it. The Chiefs are so good on third down on offense. The the Jags are not good on third down on defense. Uh, I, I like the uh, – now, if I had to take the spread, I'd probably take the points with the Jags. Just a lot of points, and there could be a backdoor cover. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Chiefs by a healthy amount there. Were you more impressed with the Jags' comeback effort or more disappointed, although I don't know if any of us were surprised, in the Chargers' collapse? Um, probably Chargers' collapse. Yeah. When you're up 27 nothing, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting them to lose that game. Although, when you saw that touchdown at the end of the first half, yeah, that's when I. That's when the light bulb went off. The Chargers had just settled for a field goal, and then you see the um, the Jags get the touchdown. That's when I thought, "Uh oh, this this might actually happen." Ross Tucker, NFL analyst, Westwood One, Ross Tucker Football Podcast on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. When will it catch up to the 49ers, Ross, that they have a rookie at quarterback? Or they're going to just win the whole damn thing? Uh, they could just win the whole darn thing. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't look at it that way. He doesn't realize that he's a rookie. He doesn't realize he shouldn't be playing this well. Um, in fact, he's playing better than obviously anybody thought he would. I don't think he knows any different, you know? And we've seen this before. Saw with Kurt Warner in 99 and Tom Brady in 2001. Now, those guys turned out to be, like, all-time players. I don't know if that's going to be the case with Brock Purdy. He's going to be a Hall of Fame player like those two. But there is a similarity in the sense that, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And all he knows is that right. so far for him, the NFL is not that hard. Now, it's so funny, too, because if he has a bad game, everyone's going to say, see, he's not good. He's Mr. (laughs) Irrelevant. See, I told you, which is like comical because he's had so many good games, but everybody's waiting for him to have that one bad game to justify his, his draft status. Ross, I wanted to ask you about the Bills and Bengals, probably the, the most intriguing matchup of the weekend. Cincinnati's banged up, especially on the O line. But I wanted to ask you about the Bills' defense. It's been a bit suspect lately, and for some reason, Josh Allen has been turning the football at the most inopportune times, and it all kind of stemmed from that Sunday night game in Green Bay, and it's creeped into his game here the back end of the season. What are you expecting out of the Bills on Sunday against the banged-up Bengals? Um, I'm expecting the Bills to win. I really am. I mean, I, I think it'll be another good game. It feels like. 23-20 or something to me. But I'll give you a few reasons why. 
Bengals offensive line's really taking on water, man. I mean, they're they're really in a bad spot with their. I mean, they lose both tackles. Your right guard, I could argue, those are like the three most important offensive line positions. So that's pretty tough for them. And then they're on the road, so it makes it even harder for the offensive line because you can't hear the quarterback. I also don't think that they're in a position, Buffalo, where Josh Allen's going to do that two weeks in a row. Right? Like That would kind of surprise me, that he turns the football over and has those issues two weeks in a row. Now, I don't think the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl because he's had enough turnovers this year that it feels like out of the next three games, at least once, he's going to have another multiple turnover game. But this time they won't be playing Skylar Thompson in the Dolphins. They'll be playing someone that can take advantage of it, and the Bills will lose. I mean, that's a very distinct possibility. I just don't know that it'll be back-to-back games. So I kind of like the, the Bills to be able to take care of business there. Daniel Jones played quite well for the Giants. He was using his legs, was able to get that win over the Minnesota Vikings, but now they got to go to the link and play the Eagles. Do you think Daniel Jones can get this thing done on the road against a powerhouse Eagles team that looks poised to go all the way to the final tilt? Well, he can. Um, I don't know that that means he will. He's certainly capable of it, and I like the way the Giants are playing right now. I love the way he's playing, and they've certainly got a belief about them. Um, And that's the thing that's so interesting about football, right, is that unlike, you know, hockey or NBA or whatever, it's not a five-game series or a seven-game series. I mean, there's a real possibility that at some point, you know, there's going to be an upset this weekend, I would imagine. Maybe it is the Giants Saturday night, but the Eagles are certainly the more talented team. Um, they're certainly the better team. They're playing at home. And, you know, I know Daniel Jones looked really good against the Vikings, but that Vikings defense is horrendous. I mean, it's just unbelievable how open guys are. I don't think that's going to happen against the Eagles. I, I like the Eagles to win a close one. Ross, you played in the league, and obviously this was a big storyline on Sunday night that, um, Lamar Jackson didn't travel with the team to Cincinnati for that playoff game. Is that a big deal or no? I don't think it is, but I also haven't really read or heard enough about it to get clarity as to exactly what happened there. Um, I think I read or saw somebody said that it's team policy, that if you're injured, you don't travel, and that makes sense. I know that was certainly the policy – when I was in uh, when I was in college and in the NFL, you know, I was hurt for my first preseason game ever, and so I didn't travel. Does feel a little bit different when it's a starting quarterback like Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Policy's policy, and maybe they didn't want the cameras showing Lamar Jackson, you know, all game or whatever. Maybe they thought it was best for him to heal to not go to the game. That could be a reality too. I mean. They're having a press conference today, so we should be able to get some more answers. Is he a Baltimore Raven next year? Yeah, I think he will be. I mean, what else are they going to do? You know, I mean, I I just don't think that the Ravens have uh, many other choices right now. I don't think they want Huntley to be their quarterback. And so 
unless Lamar makes it really contentious, unless he makes it really difficult for them, I think they'll either get him signed or it'll be a franchise tag situation. Uh, Ross Tucker from the Ross Tucker podcast, Westwood One, uh, the Ross Tucker betting podcast. And Ross, Valentine's Day is around the corner. Should our listeners visit a specific website? Well, that's so interesting that you would ask me that. Mm -hmm. Yes, they should. It's myfrontpagestory.com. Listen, I would not steer you guys wrong, okay? You know how I I, I told you the facts about fries and condiments? That's why I asked you. You know how I feel about beer? I'm just telling you, you haven't even thought about Valentine's Day yet because a lot of you procrastinate. Get it done. Go to myfrontpagestory.com. You talk to one of their writers for like, I don't know, five, ten minutes while you're driving to Timmy's to get your donuts and coffee. You talk to him. You tell him how great your wife is. He writes this unbelievable story. You send in a couple pictures. They put it, looks like it's on the front page of a newspaper. It's beautiful. She will be blown away when she gets it. She will cry tears as she's reading it. And it'll be the best Valentine's Day gift you ever gave her. It's myfrontpagestory.com, myfrontpagestory.com. Love it. Uh, Ross, great stuff. We'll talk to you next week for Championship Sunday. Sounds great. See you guys. There he goes, Ross Tucker, brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Come in and enjoy hockey and football game day specials at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Pickup and delivery also available at Atlas Pizza, 403-248-3344. Text lines recommending uh, GoFundMe. Uh, get Ross Tucker to Calgary GoFundMe. He's good for 20 bucks. So <laughs> okay. start crowdfunding this trip. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen, no. that we want to wine and dine Ross Tucker so much. But God, like that's great on him for suggesting it. He had a great like weekend planned. Yeah. That's he's like, I'll sure. go skiing. I'll drink some beers. I'll go all to on a our Flames dime. game. You Why guys not? will pay for it all. Yeah. You'll get me there. Sounds awesome. Incredible Sounds awesome. Stuff. Uh, we got a couple of things to get to. Uh, text line still um, fresh off the guy wearing the ski goggles behind the Flames bench last night, hammering beers. What's the weirdest thing you've worn or somebody you've been with uh, worn at a sporting event? We'll get some of those. But first, uh, lots of action down under the Australian Open. There's actually a live match still going on. Down under. Yeah, it's, a little, it's almost like three in the morning in Australia. Andy Murray and Kokonakis still playing here in the fourth set. Hot tennis talk. Kokonakis, right the now. Aussie. Yes. So that's why they're all there watching. It's, uh, it's a fiery match. Um, our intern Noah has done a great job of giving you uh, updates on what Canada is doing down under. Uh, Alex, you Appreciate got the didgeridoo? That, no problem. You got the didgeridoo? All right. What did Canada do uh, last night slash this morning, Noah? Gentlemen, the Canadian dream for the women is over as Layla Fernandez lost her match to Caroline Garcia, the number four ranked in the world, 7-6-7-5 in straight sets. That's disappointing. Very disappointing. But but there's still hope, right, on the men's side? Yes, yes. There will be two matches taking place uh, later on, let's say tomorrow morning. Uh, Denis Shapovalov will be taking on Poland's Hubert Hukras, that would be taking place. Her at catch, one. close. Thank her, you. That's a tough one. I had trouble with that earlier one. this yeah, morning, that too. Yeah. Her catch. Her, her catch. catch. Dude, the problem with these names is I practice them off the air, and then as soon as it comes time to say it, I'm like, her There is one name here. I cannot say. Who is it? It's Habib. 
the UFC champion. The okay, yeah, yeah. I cannot say his last name. Habib. Oh, it, well, I it's tried. Oh my god. Go ahead, Patrick. What can you do I, it? Nurmagomedov. Yeah, I can't. I it's can't close, do it. Yeah. I can't do it. Like I tried to do it in a 680 news uh, update when I did sports updates back in uh, that other city in Ontario. Like I, I, I practiced it like 20 times Timmons. and I still flubbed it live on the air. Timmins. Timmins, yeah. <laughs> Home of Shania Twain. You yeah, got right. Lot, you look like Timmins. No, no, I don't. I don't look like Timmins. <laughs> I don't know what Timmins that means. Is rough. Timmins is gritty. <laughs> do not go to Timmins. Timmins is gritty. Do I look like I crushed like six six darts before the show? All right, sorry. Continue. Shop of Alphans. Her catch. What yep. else? Yep. At uh, 1 a.m. Uh, tomorrow morning. And Felix Auger Alassim will take on Argentina's Francisco Sarandolo later on tonight. Okay. Boom. I look forward to your update tomorrow. Good job, Noah. Thank you very much, George. All right. Uh, we still got some text to get to here. Um, 960, 960, name and location. Real quick to uh, Brett from the Southwest. My hockey equipment was stolen out of my truck last night. Any advice? Call the insurance company. Check Police? Facebook. Check mar- Marketplace and Kijiji. Yeah, that, that's that's a good idea, too. I never leave the golf clubs in my car because I would be just heartbroken if my golf clubs got stolen. Yeah. And my golf clubs at this point are worth more than my piece of garbage car back in Ontario. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, you'd probably get more money for my clubs than you would my car. That, yeah, those... Bag- Mind you, uh, they're making a ton of money on used cars now. They sure are. They Them sure catalytic are. converters, man? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to do that this weekend? Go get some catalytic converters? Go get some CCs? Yeah. And Well, you guys are joking, but I literally overheard when I was walking to the corner store near my place of these young kids talking about how they were stealing them. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know you guys are joking, but I literally heard kids. It's a massive problem here yeah, in the city. Yeah, the kid, the kid goes problem. like, oh, bro, I just got $300 for one. Like, I literally heard kids talking about it. Oh, my God. I know you guys are joking. They're for sale. You can get them, buddy. Yeah. Um, 960, 960, name and location. Uh, where's the text message with the guy who went to the Briar dressed up as... Oh, uh, Cal Naughton Jr. Cal Naughton uh, Jr. and uh, Ricky Bobby. Yes, there it is. Uh, my brother-in-law and I wore Ricky Bobby and Cal Naughton Jr. race suits to the Briar last year. It was epic. We were celebrities, people taking pictures with us. I never heard shake and bake or slong shot so many times. <laughs> it was awesome. Armpit and mango. I love that. Armpit and mango. Um, I've never been to a briar, but I'm oh, assuming. A, it, you got to go. But I'm assuming oh. there's a couple beers involved down little, the briar. Little the bit briar of... patch, man. You go to the briar patch after the game. It's just beer gardens. Um, where's the, the hardest the... part of that tournament would be trying to outdrink the competitors. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Brad <laughs> yeah. Gushu would just destroy everyone. <laughs> uh, where's the, uh, the one where the guys uh, used to wear pumpkins on their heads to mock <laughs> the uh, Riders fans? I saw that. Like, that was pretty good. I just want to give credit where credit's due. It's just, they just fly in there because you're multiple texting. I wanted to read it. I thought that was good. Yeah, me and my crew wear pumpkins on our head and crush beers to make fun of the riders. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like this one that says, uh, the next game after the Rough Riders had that too many men call in the Grey Cup. Ah. I wore the Count costume from Sesame Street and had my roommates (laughs) hold up a sign with each number. And I held a sign that said, we can count to 12, can you? They were in the front row on the stamp side. That's good. Wow, I like that. That's that takes a little bit of work. Um, tomorrow uh, we'll tee up the flames and lightning. Um, the bolts. Lanny McDonald's going to join us tomorrow. 
That's oh, exciting. Lightning play the Oilers tonight. Yeah, yeah Lanny's tomorrow. Lanny's hockey tomorrow. Day in Canada. He's going to be a big part of uh, the 15-hour bro- Super Hockey Day in Canada. Yeah, you should do the voiceover for that. I should do more voiceover work, I think. You do. You do have a voice of an angel. Um, thanks to uh, Technical Director uh, Alex Brody for Brody on the Beat. His right-hand man this week, uh, intern Noah. Uh, producer Patrick Dumas got, what are you calling the show? Man, I, uh, we had a, so, there was a good text yesterday. I can't even remember. It was like the 9 in the 60 on 960. Like, I don't know. It was kind of weird. No, like we got. Yeah, no, it, it was nothing it, to do with nines anymore. No, no more nines. No more uh, nines. I don't know. I've just been calling it the They wanted to call it show. like they want something attached to the name Big Show. Like Big Show. Something Big Show. And Humongous shout, Show, Bigger and, Show. And shout out to the listener um, who who was criticizing me when we mixed it up a little bit with Frank. It's fine. You're allowed to have some spirited discussions. We love con- we love those type of conversations yeah, on yeah, the radio. That's what sports radio is. Uh, please let Frank speak. We're listening to hear Frank. You're not the show. My name is literally on the show, though. It's the first one on the show. Frank yeah. needs the show. Frank obviously needs a topic to get him excited about. Yeah. Somebody's got to ask the questions. Yeah. It's fun to, to have spirited debate with the guest. It's not personal. No. It never is. No, no, it was fine. Yeah, and Frank's not going to get worked. Man, up I had either. one interview with Renault Lavoie back in the day. <laughs> we really mixed it up on the air. That guy's got a little fire. And in he oh, yeah. literally, oh, yeah. to my producer Travis McKenzie, because I was filling in for Jeff Blair, goes, "Oh, that was a fun discussion." And he hung up the phone. Yeah, it's Great. fine. It's good stuff. Yeah. What is going to be good stuff is straight ahead. The head coach of the Calgary Hitmen, Scott Hamilton, is going to join Steve. Patrick Dumont. Damn it. You were so close. I was so close to getting out and being a champion. (laughs) We know Scott Hamilton's a figure skater. Mr. Showman. Looks like Darren Mr. Showman. The Showman. I know Scott Hamilton. Damn it. Steve Hamilton can skate, but I don't know if he's doing a whole lot of... Can you do a backflip like Scott Hamilton? I don't know if he's doing a lot of sow cows. That's all I'm... And I learned this from my girlfriend who was a competitive figure skater. It's all about where you take off on the blade is the specific jump. Do you oh, have yeah. a phone call you have to get to? No, it was an alarm. Usually we're done the show by now, and I have to fill in my uh, work timesheet so I get my extra money at the end of the week. Oh. And just a little reminder. But usually we're done the show, so you wouldn't have heard that. Okay, so I'm super late. Mm. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.